God gives strength to the weary. He doesn't give strength to the strong. He gives strength to the weak, right? To the weary ones, to the weak ones. He gives grace to the humble, not the proud. Strength to the weak, not the strong, right? Aren't you glad? I'm glad because I'm just in a season like that where, um, yeah, it, it's I'm being humbled and just tasting of my own weakness. And like Paul said to Corinth, he says, you know, test yourselves to see that you are in the faith. That's a pretty serious recommendation. <laughs> Joseph, test yourself to see that you are in this faith, that you are abiding in the truth of the gospel and in the way of Christ, in the apostles, in the way of God's kingdom. You know, Joseph, test the temperature of your life, son. I, I, I hear it like that in modern language. On the way here, I'm like, Lord, this is so where maybe we're all at. I know it's where I'm at is, Lord, saying, what's the temperature of your spiritual life? You know, test yourself. Stay before my all-seeing eye and be humble about it and respond because that's where there's growth, right? I'm just there right now, but I'm just also distracted. I just want to kind of pray in and speak into what's already coming forth because all of worship, I'm just distracted by this word. I want to speak to it for a moment, but, you know, there's there's uh, dramatic things that are going to take place in this region. And there's dramatic things that are going to take place in your life if you give attention to those things. And if you position yourself to be aware of those things, you can cooperate with those things. And, and God can blow our minds. God can blow our minds. It's not um, magic. Life, destiny isn't magic. It's not science. It's relationship. It's a dialogue. My life is a conversation with God, right? That's how your life should be, a conversation with God, walking with God, knowing God, learning and growing in an understanding of his ways, right? Day in, day out, week in, week out, month by year, by decade. And I'm just, I know this. I. I look at the last 10 years of my life and there's people doing far greater things than I'm doing in, in many ways and in many fronts, but I know my own life in the Lord and what God's done over the last 10 years of my life. And he's utterly destroyed a poverty mindset in my life. He's destroyed it by his own grace and ability, his own wisdom in his own doing. Right. Let no one boast except in Jesus Christ. N let no man boast in himself, but boast in the Lord. And I'm boasting in the Lord, but there's dramatic things that are going to take place in this region. There's dramatic things that are going to take place in this local church. And there's things that God is eager and ready to give us a view of to cooperate with so that those things can come into the earth. Divine ideas. In no, no small way, I say this, God has divine ideas that he's going to share with us. And I feel like a big piece of this season 
is about just this whole attitude and appetite word is about just the right posture before God to be entrusted with a task, a particular task or dynamic that God wants to entrust you with that he's already foreordained you to walk in, right? He's, He's foreordained works of service for me to accomplish by his grace and for his glory and for the sake of the church, for the sake of the world. He's foreordained things for me to walk in. That's mind-blowing in itself. And the only way you can see the future is by revelation. It's not happenstance. Your destiny doesn't just happen. And then we stand before God one day, oh, it it happened. It's like, no, there's intricate seasons of life that require attention, that require humility, that require the dealings of God to get us in the right position to cooperate. I'm just saying, if you're being dealt with, if God's putting his finger on stuff, if God's saying, hey, (laughs) is is your life hot, Joseph? And for you, is your life hot or is it lukewarm? Is it kingdom or is it American? Is it Jesus or is it Joseph? That's, a, that's serious stuff, and, and I feel God asking those questions. I'm being so humbled by it. It is so easy to think more highly of ourselves than we ought. And, if we st- and he's so good that when we're in those shoes and we don't even know we're in those shoes and we think we're in the, the other shoes, and he, and he allows us to be aware of our true condition, no matter how great things are going or how much breakthrough you've had or maybe having, and he lets you see your true condition as a man, (laughs) as one who has needs that he doesn't even know of unless I show him. And I'm going to show him because I'm good, and I'm going to show him it's going to humble him and get him in the right position for me to give him more grace that he, he doesn't boast in, and he's found in error or failure. He's going to humble the heart so that he can give it more grace and he gets more glory. Because if you get humble, if he humbles you and you let him deal with you to give you more, when he gives you more, it's going to be good and all good for you and everyone around you and, and him. Does that make sense? That's, that's a lot of what this is about right now, I feel. And it's about the long term, too. This there's stuff to be done in this region. There's things to be done in this local church. There's things go- God's going to call us to that we haven't even seen yet, things that haven't entered our hearts yet. And the whole time in worship, I'm just seeing Noah in the ark to think about that reality of 1 Corinthians 2. No one, the ark, an ark didn't exist to man. It existed to God. It was God's idea. God gave it to a man. What's an ark, Right? Well, you know, and, and that's what happens when God begins to call us into something more or higher, right? It's like, well, what and how? Like, I know there's, there's more, there's increase, there's far more, right? Without vision, people perish. I, I'm hearing that tonight, too. That, that's, I feel like God's going to deal with that this year in a great way. My people perish for lack of vision. There's, a, there's perishing in the world, and then God says there's a form of perishing 
among my people, and it's because they don't see future, and they only see past and present. And I think, I'm saying, God, I need to see the future. I need to see the intricate plans you have for my life so I can cooperate with them. I don't want to just, you know, skim by in life. I want to cooperate and see things get done on the earth, right? And that's what happened with the ark. God gave that idea to Noah, and Noah became a steward of that idea. And he followed God for a hundred years to build an ark. It took time. It was in, there was intentionality. It didn't just, Noah didn't stand at the 120th year when the rain fell, I think it was, 120 years, and say, oh, that, that thing you said, the ark, it happened. He said, no, that thing you showed me was built by my hands according to your word, and I had to walk with you a hundred years for that thing to be completed, and I hope it floats. Right? Think about that for a moment. What is it going to take? See, destiny is not cheap. Religion is. Tradition is. That doesn't cost you anything to be religious. It doesn't cost you anything to be traditional. It doesn't cost you anything to go to church. It doesn't cost you anything to agree with Bible verses. That doesn't cost you. What costs you is when God opens your eye and ear, as Stu prayed, to see and hear something that's written in the book about your life, and all of a sudden now you're accountable to that ark to build it. You're accountable to cooperate with God so that that work gets done. And if Noah hadn't responded to what God had showed him and spoken to him, he would have been accountable before God in the day of judgment. That I saw what you wanted done and you told me to do it, but there was other things going on and I had other things to do, so I didn't respond and cooperate with you. And so now I'm standing before you empty-handed. And yes, I'm saved, but I've suffered loss. And there's a Bible verse for that one. I'm not trying to be mean or scary. It's there. <laughs> and that thing talks to me because no man's exempt from that. We, are, we all have a sense of divine responsibility. And God wants to give more divine responsibility to each one in this room. I'm talking about callings. And it doesn't matter if it's big or small. Stop categorizing. Because whether it's an ark or a Christmas ornament, it's the plan of God, and it's holy, and it's an entrustment. And we can't say, well, he's got one, and they got five, and so I'll just bury my one because it ain't five. And God says, you bury it, you'll never have five, Joseph. If all you do is compare what you have to another man, you've already sold yourself short. And what you have is holy. And it has to be treated as holy, Joseph. It has to be treated as holy, no matter one or five. Holy, because it's entrusted. That's why it's the parable of the talents, and they're called stewards, because it's about a trust. Small or large, it's a trust. It's, here you go. Now, talk to me about this. Associate with me about this. 
Don't let anything get in the way of this. Don't let anything become more holy than this to you. Right? So that we do with it what we're called to do with it. That's serious. That's what Noah did. That's what Noah did. And that's what we're called to do, for real. I know there's a big part of this season. It's, it's, there's stuff to be done. God wants to show you things. He wants to show me more. He wants to show me the future. And God's going to blow your mind. He's going to blow your mind as you step into it. He's going to blow your mind as you say, Lord, I just ready me. I want to see more. I want to cooperate more. I want to participate more with what I'm on this planet for. For you created all things, and because of your will, they exist and were created. Revelation chapter 4. That's what they sing around the throne of God. That verse is striking me right now. He created all things. Me? He created me, and because of his will... I exist and was created. I'm here for him, not me. For his way, not my way. For his Christianity, not mine. I'm here for him. And, and we can lose sight of that reality. The sense of responsibility on our life. The call to obedience on our life. The call to be obedient at any cost. No matter what it looks like. Again, how small or large or fancy or unfancy it looks, it's, it's holy because it's from God. It's been, it's been granted to you. But Lord, I just thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for just revelation to see the future. I ask you, Lord, for dreams and visions in this season. Lord, we humble our heart, Lord, to see what you've called us to, to see more, to hear your voice, to hear your voice, lip to ear, Lord, God to man, father to son, father to daughter. Lord, we, we ask you for vision to increase in our midst, that we would not be Christians who just wander through life and perish in that sense but that we would have vision. There'd be no sense of perishing found among us, no sense of poverty found among us, no sense of lack, no sense of stagnancy, no sense of purposelessness. Lord, I ask you to get a hold of us with divine purpose. What are the things you're calling us to do, Lord? Some of the specific things you've called us to do, Lord. Open our eyes to see, Lord, our ears to hear. I want to just testify too quick on this. This is a little off topic, but um, the testimony isn't, I, I wasn't intending to talk, but that's, but that's okay. Um, I was born and raised in this region here, and m many of you know a lot of my story. Some of you know a little of my story. Some of you know none of my story, but let me, let me say this. Uh, there was no reason 
on earth for me to ever become anything in life whatsoever. Not, no reason, no natural reason whatsoever for me to be standing here, let alone do anything meaningful or purposeful in my life whatsoever. None, zero. It was, it was the Lord. The Lord gave me a new life, right? And Psalm 139 is real. And so April uh, 17th, 2000, I got born again and got a new life, <laughs> right? And had access to that new life. So the last 22 years of my life hasn't just happened. Whatever's happened was due to cooperation. It was due to intentionality. It was due to falling forward, right? Uh, two steps forward, three steps back, right? The righteous man always falling forward, getting up again, right? And weakness and failure. <coughs> but the grace of God, I received a new life, Psalm 139. Wow. My future has been written already, Lord. And he's blown my mind with that. And he will blow your mind with that. And maybe uh, all of us or most of us in this room are saying, you know, um, I know all this. Well, I do too. But I need to know it again, even deeper. <coughs> that there's a real, real destiny. There's a real calling. There's real instructions that I can really receive from God. Guidance from God that is... That is from him. And things can be accomplished and done in my life that are meant to be accomplished and done and not squandered or lost, right? But the last 10 years of my life has been nuts um, in business. Um, this is at large a poverty-stricken region. And 10 years in business, I can say this. There's a lot of poverty in the region, but you know what there's more of in this region? A poverty mindset, right? Where I, I, I work in financial services. I, don't, I haven't worked with a wealthy person, and I have many high net worth individuals that I work with. I haven't worked with one of them that thought they had lots. They live like they have nothing. It's a poverty mindset. Right? It's a, it's a frame of mind that's not the Lord's. And I'm saying if it's in us, we need to get rid of it. Voluntarily, and the Lord's going to get rid of it, right? He's going to do stuff to break that off and open your eyes and your mind to, oh, okay, um, I don't need to just kind of stumble through life. That God has plans and purposes. He wants to provide for those plans and purposes. He wants to see you through your calling. For real. But there's more of this to come. And for the last 10 years, I'm sorry, last seven years in a row, I've seen the Lord absolutely blow my mind. Seven years in a row, increasing revenue in my business and I don't even feel like I've broke I don't even feel like I've worked for it every December comes around and I'm like seven years in a row scratching my head saying there's no way there's no way Lord are you kidding me when I moved back to Maine uh, 
12 years ago, first couple months I was here, I had a dream. And this was the dream. This is an example of what I'm trying to convey here. I had this dream. In the dream, I ran to Justin Howard. And I grabbed him by his shoulders. And I said, shook him. I said, Justin, I said, this marketplace thing is of the Lord. And the Lord will establish his house of prayer in this region. And the dream ended. It was a word from the Lord assuring my heart of a specific thing I was called to do and the provision to get it done. Do you see that? And, it, and I've had many dreams since that have dealt with a poverty mindset about me, what I'm called to do, and how I'm actually going to get it done because I don't have what's necessary to get it done. <laughs> All three. Me, what I'm called to do, and how in the world is this going to get done. All of it is of him, through him, and to him. From him, through him, and to him are all things. For real. For real. But God is, is blowing my mind. I'm just going to boast in God. I, I'm saying this for a reason. I'm going to say this. I'm uncomfortable to say this, but I'm saying this out of obedience right now. Because it matters for at least one person here. Otherwise, he wouldn't have me say it. I wouldn't need to say it. I know I need to say this. So, seven years ago, I went through a transition in business. It was very frightening, <laughs> very tough decision to make, but I made it, and, it, and the Lord led me in it. I'm on my face in my in-law's basement crying out to God for direction. I, I was going to sign a contract with a certain financial services company. And I was so troubled. I said to Kate, I said, I said, we're going to your parents for the weekend. I said, I'm not signing this paperwork until Monday. I said, I need to take the next three days and seek God. I'm on my face crying out in my in-law's basement, literally desperate for God to speak to me and guide me. Because I just, I was like, I I'm at a crossroads. I have to. I, I got to move forward, Lord, but I don't feel to sign this paper. What the heck is going on? I kid you not. I'm crying out on my face to God, and my phone rings. I let it go to voicemail. About a half hour later, done crying out to God, look on my phone, check my voicemail. It's a friend of mine I haven't talked to in almost three years. haven't seen him talk to him in almost three years. Here's the voicemail. Yeah, Joe, uh, it's John. Haven't seen you in a few years. Don't even know what you're up to, assuming you're still in Maine. I ran into this guy. He asked me if I knew anyone in Maine. And I said, yeah, I think I know a guy who does some of that financial services stuff like you do, you're looking for in Bangor, Maine, etc." That's the voicemail on my phone. That's crazy. You can't make that stuff up. Long story short, I never signed that paperwork. <laughs> So seven years later, here I am, but God has blown my mind with what he wants to do, what he can do with my life, and what he wants to do in this region, and that I cannot have a limited mindset. I have to learn to live with an unlimited mindset. God is blowing my mind seven years in a row. I don't feel like I've done anything. I don't feel like I've even broken a sweat. 
with what God has done because it's been by grace. I just, I, I mean, it, it's nuts. He's, he's, he's blessed me. He's blessed my endeavor in business. He's put my accomplishments in the top 1% of the financial services industry in Bangor, Maine, top 1%. I don't drive it. I don't live it. I don't think I do. I give. I save. Those are the two things you're supposed to do, right? Give and save. I want to be financially free. I want to run in ministry sooner than later. But God is blowing my mind, and I'm just telling you, he wants to blow your mind. Now to him who is able, right, to do abundantly beyond all you could ask or imagine. That's what he's done for me for seven years in a row. I, 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 there was a time in my life for the first decade of my Christian life, I said, two things, God, don't ever do with me because I would feel like it's a curse. Don't ever put me in business and don't ever give me money. Listen, guys, that's my testimony. I, for years, I mean, I would, I would scoff at people doing what I do in the financial services profession. I would scoff at them and be like, oh, man, they're, you know, lovers of money and, you know, because I'd had no clue. Some, but you know what others are? They're stewards. They're managers. And whatever you have, small or large, you must manage and steward it. Number one, just to glorify God and be obedient to him. Number two, you do that with the right heart, he'll blow your mind with the one. He'll make the one 10 and the 10, 20, and just blow your mind. Blowing my mind. I never wanted any of it. I never, I asked for it not to happen, and it did happen, right? Careful what you ask for not to happen. Ca seriously, careful, like, the things you're like, God, don't ever. The, oh, yeah, the other one, Maine. I said, I, I said, I will never go back to Maine. Oh, God, for 10 years, I said, I'll never go back to Maine. What a dead, dry, barren wasteland, number one. Number two, God, don't ever call me to business. Everywhere I went with you, Storm, for 10 years, every single conference we went to, dozens of them, I would get called out in front of hundreds of people and given this word about the marketplace. Oh, I hated it. I, I was depressed every time I got this word. I wanted nothing to do with stewardship. I, the, you know what the truth is? I was a little boy inside. I was an orphan, and I didn't want any responsibility. And instead, I made it look like it was some holy request before God to be super spiritual. And I get it now. I understand a little bit of what he's after in us. He's after sons and daughters. He's after people who can be responsible and manage something on earth that is from him. Why? Because this is the end-all, be-all? No, because it's not the end-all, be-all. That's why. Because I'm going to stand before him, and he's going to say, okay, give to me what's mine, Joseph. And I'm going to give him what I got and what I don't, or what I don't got. And you will give him what you have or what you don't have. 
and the one with five got ten, right? And the one with, you know, so on and so forth. I will be rewarded. I've been entrusted now. God wants to entrust you with something now, and he's going to reward you for what you do with it then or what you don't do with it. That's why the scripture says some will suffer loss. That man with one talent suffered loss. Take what he has and give it to the one who had five. He suffered loss. Some will be saved, yet so as through fire. Right? Meaning the way they lived and built their life was burned up, but they stood saved and justified fully as the man with ten talents will be justified. Listen, salvation is by grace through faith, period. But reward is according to works. The righteous acts of the saints, right? My reward is according to what I do with what I have now. And, and what God has opened my eye to, now I'm accountable to cooperate with that. This is way all over the place, kind of, but this is all I know right now. I, I, I think this is important for us. I do. It, I'm hearing it, but there's more to take place in this region. We have to understand right the more god gives the more the more responsible i need to be with it to whom much is given much is required so like if god wants to give much to us we need to get ready we need to be ready because much will be required of us life change change of direction (laughs) reordering of my whole life and appetite and attitude entirely or else i can't possibly manage what he wants to give.